The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, July 30th. We're getting closer to football happening, we think. It looks like it's going to happen. Uh, and to talk about some defenses, some breakout defenses, the man who I believe has correctly nailed multiple breakout defenses over the last few years, Brian McFadden, BMAC. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Will? How you doing? I'm doing great. We uh, Let's see, two years ago you had the Bears before they even traded for Khalil Mack. I don't remember who you had last year, but I want to say it was the Titans. I think it was the Titans, yes. Or maybe even the Steelers. I don't know. Who knows? Well, you know, everybody, every year I'm picking the Steelers, but I, uh, I, was, right. I was really hyped about the Titans' defense. Oh, they didn't give the same production the Bears' defense gave us two years ago, but they were, they were, still, they were yeah. still a real good unit. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, by the way, so people know – there's just one day left to vote for us on the People's Choice Podcast Awards. You can go to the link in the description of this podcast, click through, log in. Like you just basically create a, you like, I don't think you have to create a username. You just do your name, email address. You don't have to verify anything. You hit submit. It'll take you immediately to the voting. Select People's Choice Award, drop down to pick six, and then Sports Award, drop down to pick six. Vote for us, please. Uh, we are trying to win a pizza party. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you listen to this show and like this show at all, just go to youtube.com slash pick six. You'll be logged into Google because everybody's logged into Google and Google tracks every single move that you make in your entire life. And there's nothing you can do about it. And then hit the subscribe button. So you won't even have to worry about it. Just these are easy things you can do to help us out if you listen to this podcast. Uh, okay. Let's talk first about a defensive player who made news late on, uh, Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night, excuse me, the Chargers announced that they were signing Joey Bosa to a huge contract extension, five-year extension worth $135 million with $102 million guaranteed. And by the way, we'll talk breakout defenses after Bosa. Um, but the thing with Bosa, BMAC, he reported to camp to the Chargers at like 8 p.m., which is like he had five minutes to go before he was going to lose in a crude season, which tells you that this negotiation probably came down to the last minute. And finally they're like, look, Joey, we're, we got it done. You can go to camp. Don't, you know, hose yourself over in the setup. You know, they can find you. You can lose your crude season, et cetera, et cetera. Go and let's get to camp. You got paid and be perfectly frank. This is kind of an easy contract for me. I'll give Joey Bosa whatever he wants. Cause I think he's one of the be- five best defensive players in football. Yeah. And, Financially, it makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, the highest paid player on that team from last year is no longer there in Phillip Rivers, your beloved NC, NC State Wolfpack player, former player. Uh, remember, yeah. he's no longer there. He's in Indianapolis. You didn't pay Melvin Gordon. So clearly the funds were available to be able to give uh, Joey this big, big deal, deserving deal. I mean, what, just a week ago, we saw Miles Garrett, you know, reset the defensive market financially of what 20 getting 25 million per year they were able to top that adding two more million to joey bosa now he's getting 27 million dollars per year 
That's a premium position because of what they do. They chase down the most expensive position in the National Football League in the quarterback position, right? We, we know how important quarterbacks are, especially in that division, the AFC West. They're chasing the best that's in the league right now. Twice a year, they see him in Pat Mahomes. You can't put pressure on these quarterbacks, especially a guy like Pat Mahomes. You stand no chance. So everything about this deal made sense from the football standpoint and the financial standpoint as well. Yeah, it looked like so guaranteed it's signing, and I'm using these numbers from seventy eight. Seventy eight point so it's just seventy eight even million dollars even. fully guaranteed at signing. Are you surprised that a team like the Chargers who I mean, they're moving to a big new stadium, but they're sort of desperate to sell tickets. They don't have a ton of fan a big fan base out in Los Angeles because they just recently left from San Diego. Uh they just lost Phillip Rivers, they're going all in on uh Tyrod Taylor and then uh of course Justin Herbert after that. Are you surprised in the middle of a pandemic that they're willing to fully guarantee seventy eight million dollars to Joey Bosa? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh I don't know exactly what Miles Garrett got to sign. I think he got like around uh, it's 50, fifty million. It's fifty million at at, at signing. At signing. Yeah. So what they needed to do was to make Joey and his camp comfortable, they needed to trump everything that Miles Garrett just did with his his contract uh, uh negotiations with the Browns. And they were able to do so. So yes, they basically went over Miles Garrett total contract. They went over Miles Garrett guaranteed contract mm-hmm. and they went over his guaranteed at signing contract. And it makes sense. They're not really paying a lot of big name players. Uh, Keenan Allen is getting paid pretty well. Um, he's, he's, Melvin, he's due up. He's due up in a year. Like they have a yeah. bunch of guys who are, whose contracts are coming up. And Joey Bosa is 25 years old and one of the best pass rushers in the league already. It almost yeah. makes you look at the Miles Garrett deal and, and you have to think that Miles Garrett's people knew that Bosa was working a deal too. You know, so like the Browns, I mean, or, or the Browns knew that Joey Bosa was going to get a contract too. So if the Browns wait and don't Waited. sign Miles Garrett and Joey Bosa signs this deal, Miles Garrett is going to want more than what Joey Bosa got. Now all of a sudden, the Miles Garrett deal to me looks like it makes a lot more sense in terms of how it's structured and what they gave him because they knew this Bosa deal was coming down the pipe and they wanted to lock him up before, you know, cause then you go to the season and Miles Garrett's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to play out this year. And then I'm going to demand way more than, or at least more than what Joey Bosa got. So I think the Garrett, this is a, the Browns win on this Bosa deal because if they wait, Garrett gets more than Bosa and vice versa, I think, right? Yeah. It's always the next man up mentality, yeah. especially if you consider an elite player and both players are considered, you know, top tier guys in my, in my opinion at their position. And I think this was very huge for the Browns to do as well because I don't, I can't remember the last first Round selection, the Browns were able to lock up. Maybe Brady. Right. Good. Think about that. Think about all the number one, all yeah. the number one select, uh, selected players the Browns have drafted over the last few years before Miles Garrett probably didn't get a chance to see a second contract with that said organization. Let's, let's okay. So think about that. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying to think of the last one was. So 2019, uh, they didn't have one, wouldn't be eligible anyway. 2018, Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, not, uh, I guess they are. Are they eligible? No, they're eligible next off season because Baker's only yeah playing. next off season. Yeah. Uh, Miles but, Garrett, 2017. Yep. Corey Coleman, nope, nope. Andy Shelton, nope, nope. Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel, nope, nope. Archivius Mingo, nope. Trent nope. Richardson, Brandon Whedon, no, nope. Phil Taylor, no. Did Joe Hayden get a contract from the Browns? He did, right? He did. He did. All right. So 2010, yeah, was the last time the Browns had a uh, a first round pick 
make it to their second contract. And before that, they had Alex Mack in 09 and uh, Joe Thomas in 07. Brady Quinn was also drafted in 07. And you know what? The unique thing about that stat as well, a lot of the Great names you stat, mentioned, man. a lot of names you mentioned, Will, didn't even get a chance to fulfill that rookie contract. Nah. Most of them were cut or traded. Yeah. Yeah, cut or traded. That's how so, you that's how you end up being terrible for for no like question. five to ten years. I mean, you just you talk about, the ideal recipe to to be bad. That's how you be bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's a that is a fantastic stat. The the Chargers have been better at it. So Joey Bosa uh, drafted. He was drafted. Uh, was it third overall? And then mm-hmm. uh, then Ramsey four and Zeke five. Is that right? Or is it the other way around? Anyway, whatever. Uh, and, Joey Bosa was and, third overall in, in the 2016 uh, NFL draft. When the Chargers were still in San Diego, he has 40 sacks in four years. Uh, has, has only hadn't played, only, has only played two full seasons. He held out his first his rookie year, waiting for money, uh, and then suffered an in, injuries in 2018. But man, I mean, when he's healthy, 12 and a half and 11 and a half sacks, tons of quarterback hits. 31 last year, uh, 18 tackles for loss last year, 67 total tackles, had a forced fumble. He's he's a he's just a pure pass rusher. And I remember coming out of the draft or coming into the draft and coming out of college in Ohio State, people sort of complained that Joey Bosa might have might they're like, oh, you know, he's got a very high floor, but I don't know if he's got a high ceiling. That's crazy talk. Like this guy is still just scratching the surface of what he can do. Like I think he and Miles Garrett are both fully capable of putting together a defensive player of the year campaign in twenty twenty if we get a full season. And if that happens and this contract is not going to look like a steal, but it's going to look like a really good value. And I think that the chargers are smart to go ahead and pay Bosa now. And Bosa, I would guess was probably willing to hold out on heading into his fifth year option. Cause he's pretty, that whole family is like very stubborn about contracts. Yeah. And, and they know their worth, right? Yeah. Joe, you had all the leverage coming into his fifth year. Clearly, you know, he's a top tier player at his position, plays a premium position. And like I said, when you moved on from Philip Rivers, who was getting twenty plus million per per year, the funds were available. The funds were available. So I love their defense. I think one thing that I hope we can see from the LA Chargers this year, Will, is for them to be able to make it out of camp healthy. Oh I mean, it seems like every year they have an unpredictable injury to a key player going into the season. It was Daryl and James last year. The year before that, I think it was Hunter Henry. They have been so unlucky when it comes to going into the season healthy. Yeah. So they got to find a way just unlucky. to be able to. Or they unlucky. need to fix the, like, or somebody, like, revamp the training staff. And I don't want to crap on a, on a, on a doctor who works for a team, but like, you know, like, I, I will, I'll bet you any amount of money that the Redskins have less injuries this year than they had the last five years because they totally redid their training staff. Um, yeah. Now, this is a weird. This is a weird year. So maybe that's a bad bet to make. But I would think that if the Chargers rebooted their training staff, they would be. Uh, just, they just. They're just always hurt. Always. Always. Like, always. always. Who's hurt? Going into First the season. Yeah, Going into crazy. the season, and that's why we've seen so many slow starts from the Charger camp because a lot of the times when they go into the season, they're missing a key player. So defensively, that's what they're going to. And they had on another reason why this deal with Joey Bosa makes sense. Uh, we don't know exactly how the offense will look. We know Tyrod Taylor, I expect for him to be the week one starter, um, you know, but defensively is what they will have to hang their hat on and being able to have a guy like Joey Bosa. Don't forget about Melvin Ingram, right? Melvin Ingram does a great job 
getting to the quarterback. They also added Linval Joseph. I love that signing. Mm-hmm. That's a huge signing. He's a he's a every down type of defensive uh, tackle. Uh, he's a quality run stuffer, and they had issues stopping the run over the last few years in the defense. So I love that signing as well. Defense is, is going to be the key for that team to be successful, and they've done a great job going into this season signing up their best player. Hmm. Could the Chargers be a breakout defense? Ooh, that's Maybe. what you call a tease. That is a tease. Be back. You're right. We'll tell you after the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so we mentioned the breakout defensive teams. I think – I don't know what that was. Um, I think – do the Chargers qualify as a breakout defensive team? Potentially. Well, they, they could. This is, it's hard, man. When you look at like, so for instance, we don't want to pick the 49ers. The 49ers no. were going to break out team last year because they took mm-hmm. a huge step forward, but you can't pick the 49ers Patriots. I don't think you pick the Steelers or the Bills. Steelers, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe the, I, I think, I think the Chargers could, I think the Chargers could potentially be the best defense in football. And if that were to happen, then it would be a breakout. But if they're just a top 10 defense, I don't think that would qualify as a breakout. I agree. I agree. I like the Chargers. I think they will be better than what they were last year, especially if they're healthy. I remember they didn't have Duran James to start the season off last year. So that was a big, big, uh, big minus when it comes to production. And now they added Linval Joseph. Don't forget Chris Harris Jr. So I like the Chargers to have a real nice stout defense, but I'm not quite ready to put them in that category to be my breakout candidate. Okay. I, I will take the Chargers just to finish the segue. I will take the Chargers um, as a breakout candidate because I think that when you look at what they have put together with this team, and you mentioned Derwin James, that, that, that's that's critical. Like losing Derwin James last year at the beginning of the season completely disrupted what they wanted to do. And no question. That, that defense was built around Derwin James. That's all Daniel Jeremiah of, of NFL media said. He thinks if you put all the safeties, every single safety in the NFL in a draft, that Derwin James would be the number one guy on the board for all 32 teams. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement. And I, I would guess the, the Minka guy is going to d- disagree here, but I, I'm with DJ on that one. Like I think, I think when you look at Derwin James and what he's able, oh, actually, I guess Derwin's an FSU guy. So tough for you here. What do you do? What do you got? Minka? I mean, it's not, it, it, it's not tough for me. I've seen Derwin James as a true freshman. Dude, that the football field true freshman season at FSU was absolutely ridiculous. Like he did it, he did it all. He can play everywhere. He, he, like if you lined him up at defensive end for the entire season, 
he didn't have 12 sacks. Like he just, I he remember just I had sacks. a con- I had a conversation with Mike Tomlin after Derwin James uh, freshman season, and I was in Pittsburgh. He basically said Derwin will have to play another down, and he should be a top ten pick. And he did, and he fell and, in the draft somehow. He, I don't how how is it's that crazy possible? thing in the world? One, one thing that I love about Derwin and that argument, I mean that statement you said Daniel Jeremiah Jeremiah came out with as far as grouping all the safety positions, all the safeties, right? The thing that I love about Derwin, he is a dog. He is the guy you want to go in a bar fight with. You're coming out on top with him. He loves the game. Secondly. He loves the game like no other. He's passionate about the game and his effort. He plays with a relentless style. And it doesn't matter where you line him up on the football field, he is going to make plays, and he is so smart. He is a savvy player, so he has the above-the-shoulder game, right? Athletically, he's one of the he, – he's a freak at the safety Huge position, freak. and he's a guy that has that – that old man, Mike Tyson mentality. Like, I'm walking in the ring. I'm not saying anything. I'm punching you in the mouth. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So his rookie season, he had 105 total tackles, three and a half sacks, six quarterback hits, 13 passes defense, three interceptions, uh, and somehow didn't force a fumble. But, I mean, like the guy, he just pa- he packs the stat sheet. And he does it in a way that impacts the game. So when I look at this Chargers defense, and the reason I think they could be the best defense in football, so you lock up Joey Bosa. There's no concerns about him holding out or missing time because he wants a new deal. He's locked in. You get 16 games from him. That's huge. Melvin Ingram, as you point out, across the, across the other way, he's in a contract year. So I think you'll see a motivated Melvin Ingram uh, rolling in to, to 2020 because he wants to get paid, and it's his last bite at the apple probably at, at 31, you know, to get a, a legitimate, legitimate contract. On the interior, I agree with you. Linville Joseph, a huge add because it takes the pressure off of uh, last year's first-round pick, Jerry Tillery, and 2018 third-round pick, uh, Justin Jones. They don't have to be the guy in the middle. Now you have – but you have a nice rotation of three guys that you can bring in there to try and, you know – Take soak up bodies and get single, uh, you know, single teams for for Bosa and Ingram. In the secondary, Durwin we talked about at length, like he's just a monster. And you have Casey Hayward, who ended up being a steal of a signing by Tom Telesco in free agency. Chris Harris, who they got in free agency this year, is going to be motivated. And you have Desmond King, who can rotate around and play nickel and can play safety. Harris can play safety. Like there's a lot of malleability in that secondary, and then adding Kenneth Murray. I know they gave up a lot to trade up to get him in the first round, but now you have a true stud middle linebacker that is what this defense has missed for the last few years. And if they stay healthy, BMAC, I really think that they are they have enough talent at every level to be a dominant, dominant defense. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I don't disagree with you at all because they have, number one, their best argument is they can get at the passer, Right. Yeah. And I can tell you this much. One name that you, I'm glad you mentioned his name. If Tillery can just find the light just yep. a little bit, if he could just, he's a massive individual. If he, if he, he can find the light <laughs> and also they're playing a legit four, three scheme this year. So these guys are putting their hand in the dirt and they're digging their cleats in the turf and they're firing off. So that's the first element you need to be able to have. Can you put pressure on these quarterbacks? Secondly, can you cover? Do you have guys in the back end that could cover the front and the the first level guys and the third level guys work hand in hand. 
They put pressure on the quarterback. You got guys that can cover. Then, secondly, the second-level guy, I think that's the biggest question mark I have with the Chargers defense, the second-level guys, which is the backers, the backers, right? Kenneth Murray is a dog. Kenneth, Kenneth Murray, man, in, in Oklahoma, all he did was tackle. He, fly, yeah. he flew around. You always saw number nine in a highlight or around the football. He loves the game as well. So I'm right there with you. I think the Chargers, man, I just I want to see them healthy. I just want to see the Chargers get yeah. out of camp healthy. And if they can, man, they're going to come. They're going to raise a lot of eyebrows, not just in the division of the National Football League. 325 total tackles for Kenneth Murray. Uh, 36 and a half tackles for loss over his three years at Oklahoma. Nine and a half sacks too. So I mean, like he's, uh, you know, a little more versatile maybe. And remember, you're, you're talking, I think total games was, uh, 40 total games. So, I mean, this guy, you're right. The tackle machine. If they're healthy, I, th- I really think they have a chance to be the top defensive football, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to act like it's a huge breakout because I do think the expectation for this team should be a top 10 defense. Like, I agree. if you're a bottom half of the league defense, that is a disastrous season. Um, you've got, uh, some teams, uh, a team in the same division, actually, that, uh, no could be a breakout in the Denver Broncos. All right. So is this, is this your 2020 Bears pick? Like the, like BMAC yes. special, this team makes a hugely poor yeah. pick. Okay. This is my 2020 Bears pick. And, uh, what Will is referencing is two years ago, I picked the Bears to have a breakout year before they even, uh, traded for Khalil Mack, and we knew, and we saw how that 2018 season came to light for Chicago. But the Denver Broncos—they're my number one same, breakout defense. By the way, same, same, uh, same guy coordinating the defenses. The yeah, Vic, Vic Vangio. Yeah. Of course, he's the head coach, but he's still hand in hand with the defense. And let me start off with this: the reason why I think the Denver Broncos will have a huge breakout defensive year is when you look at how they finished the season last year. They played some of their best football in their final six ball games, led by Von Miller. In that six-game stretch, I think he had four sacks. So they finally understood what was expected of them as a defense, playing in a new system, a new style of play, being able to get the chemistry together. They finished the season playing real good football. Secondly, I think that momentum will carry into this season. But when you also add a healthy Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. Pair him up with Von Miller. People are sleeping on Von Miller. He can still dominate a ball game. He still can dominate a season. But now he has the ultimate healthy Robin. Von Miller is Batman. Chubb is Robin. And those two guys go hand in hand. So remember I talked about the first element you need to have to have a successful defense. Can you put pressure on the quarterback? Yep. Those two guys can get it done. Those two guys can arguably be the best duo of past rushers in the National Football League. Uh, let, me ask you up, let me ask you this. Would you rather have Von Miller and Brad, just for 2020, we'll say, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb or Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram? It's close. Those, those are, I would say that's, I mean, uh, is there a better pass rushing duo out there that, that we're missing? I mean, you could, the, 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 the San Francisco got Bosa and yeah. D Ford yeah. or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one right there. Who would I, I rather think for have? 2020, I'd probably go Bosa and Ingram, but I, I wouldn't surprise so. you. So. Chubb's coming off the ACL and like, but I'll tell you, I think you're right. Like Von Miller, you know, Ryan Wilson did his top 10 pass rushing, pass rusher list. Yeah. I think, I think Von Miller left, was he off. Left Von off. He left Von yeah, off. He, yeah, he, he did. I, I jump, I tried to jump on Ryan about that too. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you destroyed some people with those, uh, with those, uh, comebacks. But I think that like, I think Von, 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 this is a good chance that Von's in his last year with the Broncos if he doesn't have a great season. 
because of his the way that his uh, contract sets up, and I uh, he has two years left, but they can get out of it after this year. So I think he's going to be really motivated to come out and, but, and have a big season. No question. You just saw what what Bosa and, and Miles Garrett got, so you know he's going to be motivated. So, and and I I think I based on what happened with Chubb last year, I think I I I, I second that with you, Will. I think I would take that duo out in La La Land with the Chargers, but. These two guys are not a pushover at all, right? Chubb and Von Miller. And then secondly, being able to add, they basically gave the Tennessee Titans a Snickers bar to acquire <laughs> Jarrell Casey. Who might be the How most underrated it? defensive player in the last 10 years. Like he's, Yo, he's that's, I'm like, how, who, who, who okayed that deal for Tennessee to get what they got in return to ship Jarrell Casey off to Denver, who's going to be a huge addition as well. Similar. The thing I love about your team and my team, the similarities are there, right? Limbaugh Joseph. He's in the middle who can make those pass rushers even better because they free up the bodies, right? So Jarrell Casey is added to the forefront on that front, which will be huge, especially for guys like Ron Miller and um, um, Chubb. And then you look at the secondary. Listen, Kareem Jackson. Bouye for peanuts too. AJ Bouye. It's crazy. AJ Bouye, you add him. He's going to be motivated. He still can play. Kareem Jackson has really excelled at the safety position. Isaac Yadam, talented guy. Uh, I think having a veteran presence opposite of him and AJ Bouye could help him, but I really love Justin Simmons. Yeah. Justin Simmons can go. He can go. I mean, he is an outstanding defender. It's not like he's a cover guy. It's not like he's a box guy. He can do it all, and he's been able to do so over the last three years. I just don't know why they didn't go out and give him a nice big-time contract. But you better believe he's more motivated than ever because they tagged him, so he's going to put up numbers. And one of the unsung heroes for this team, potentially, Bryce Callahan. That's who I was I was just looking up. I don't – did he get hurt? He got hurt before yes. the season, right? He never played. Yes, yes. And he, that and like as so in the Fangio system, like obviously you want to have pass rushers and pass rushers are key, but like the safety and the nickel position feel like they are really important for how Fangio wants to operate. And Callahan was you know Callahan was his guy in Chicago, brought, and he then brought they, him he with him basically. Up. Yeah, yeah, he he brought him over from Chicago, paid him real nicely as a nickel guy, but just he was unlucky when it came to the injury standpoint. So he could be an unsung hero for their defense, but. I love, I love their defense, you know, and I have the concerns about the second level guy, the backers, the inside interior backers. But outside of that, man, because you got guys like Von Miller, who's motivated Bradley Chubb. And we saw what kind of havoc those two guys did cause when they broke the healthy, right? So, and you know what was crazy is last year, I think it was like five games in the Broncos didn't, or like four games in the Broncos didn't have a single sack. And it was just sort mm-hmm. of a weird thing that happened. Like, you know, you get out to a faster start, you get, you're used to Fangio's system in year two. Year two is, is key, I think, as well. Like, you, you don't just pick up a defense, a total wholesale defensive change like Fangio's overnight, right? Like, it takes, and it took time. And yeah. that's why you remember the first thing I said about this defense, why I'm hyped. The final six ball games is where you really started to see things show up. And I think yeah. that momentum, and knowing and understanding what they're supposed to do with carry into this season, especially with how abnormal this season has been. So that's my number one breakout defense. Right. Uh, my number two. Way, I, I agree with you just real quick. I agree with you completely that, that there are a lot, and maybe the schemes are, are different and all that, but Denver and, and Los Angeles, the Chargers, like just the setup, like you have questions about the linebacker spots. Yep. 
but the pass rush is great and the secondary is loaded. Like, those, I mean, you know, it, it's it's clear that those two teams have a lot of interest in trying to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs, as as they should, right? I mean, as they should, right? right? Uh, if you want to okay. be relevant, you got to be relevant in your division. Absolutely. All right. So your number two breakout defense. <laughs> Let's go to Indianapolis. I love it. Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Yes, for, for multiple reasons. Number one, let's start off with the personnel and the defense, especially with, you know, they have what they have on the front. Remember, my number one requirement for potential good defense is can they put pressure on the quarterback, right? That left side of that defensive line is going to be hell. DeForest yeah. Buckner, Justin Houston. Mm. Justin Houston, man, can still go. Right, and you add the Forest Button to that full, to that forefront to that front, they will make everybody else better. So I love that addition, adding the Forest Button to the forefront. They gave a what a first rounder for him, which makes sense because clearly thirteenth overall to the 49ers. But I mean, yeah, that's who, the price for doing business for getting DeForest Buckner. Exactly, exactly. So that makes sense. Darius Leonard, man, listen, <laughs> he does every he does everything right, everything sacking the quarterback, creating turnovers, and tackling. He's just a football player. He's very, very instinctive. He's still continuing to grow and develop. He's getting ready to hit his peak like years. And I think he's going to have a huge year once again, especially if he's healthy. Anthony yeah. Walker. By, by the way, Darius Leonard, I love this. Like he didn't, uh, I guess he made the Pro Bowl last year, but he had a down season, 121 tackles, five sacks, seven passes defense, two forced fumbles, five interceptions. And he did that in 13 <laughs> games. Like that was a down year for Darius Leonard. What are we doing? Then people keep sleeping on Leonard. They slept on him his rookie year. Then they said, well, he had a down year. And those numbers you just read off to us, that's a great year. People keep sleeping on Darius Leonard like he's a very, very comfortable mattress. No, he's not a comfortable <laughs> mattress. It's uncomfortable yeah. to sleep on that mattress. Stop sleeping on him. And, and I think a guy like Darius Leonard, too, you go to South Carolina State. You know, he was – they were the, the Colts were criticized when they took him in the second round. 36 overall. Like, people were like, they oh, you know, you take a South Carolina State linebacker, 36 overall, this kind of crazy. Like, the, Darius Leonard is a guy that's always going to have a chip on his shoulder. Like, I think if always. you go to South Carolina State and play your whole college career there, you never forget the fact that you, you never, like, he didn't get, he wasn't a, you know, wasn't a big time recruit, obviously, mm-hmm. because he went to South Carolina State. So I think that chip is going to be there. If he, if he plays 16 games, he should be an all pro oh. defensive player of the year candidate. Listen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a part of multiple fantasy leagues just like you are, and there's a league that requires you to get a defensive specialist. Sure. That's the guy I go get almost every year because he put up numbers, you know what I mean, based on the numbers you just read off to us. And Anthony Walker, he can go as well. He's a great, great counterpartner for Darius Leonard at the linebacker position for that team. So he's a tackling machine. He's a guy that loves the game of football. No one is really talking about his name, but – he played a big time, especially in the absence of Leonard when he was injured last year. The name that I want to see show up for this defense, especially in the, in the secondary, Will. Malik Hooker? Malik Hooker. Yes. It's time for Malik Hooker to go. His rookie year, I mean, we thought, whoa, he could be the next great safety, right? Ed Reed. Injuries. Yeah. I mean, injuries kind of hampered him, never kind of got back into that flow of how he was playing his rookie year. This has to be the year for a Jordan Brand player. Malik Hooker. It's time for him to show up and show out throughout the entire year. Give us the same flashes you show your rookie campaign. And I think he will solidify that defense and the expectations I have for them. And secondly, outside of the roster, while I'm really hyped about this defense, their division, right? 
in their division, the AFC South, this, it's not like they're playing against a lot of explosive offenses. You got Jacksonville rebuilding. You got Tennessee, Derrick Henry. Then you got Houston, Deshaun Watson. That's just, probably just the, traded DeAndre Hopkins too. Like. Yeah, so that's probably the closest thing to an explosive like offense in their division based on the personalities and the DNA of the other offenses I mentioned. And there lies an opportunity for this defense to put up major numbers in the stat sheet throughout the season because those offenses they will see twice a year. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the and I don't want to like get too hyped up on the Colts because you know, I like the all Philip Rivers thing. You know, like now I'm you know, a Colts you, fan. You I'm, still have you still have a soft you have a soft spot for Philip Rivers his entire playing career. Dude, everybody in Raleigh was a Chargers fan, and now everybody in Raleigh is a Colts fan because he's yeah. like, yeah, we're not really into the Panthers. We're just going to be – And why don't you look over your right shoulder? What is that behind you on your right, 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 right shoulder? Uh, yeah, that is my right shoulder. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a giant NC State. No, no, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a Phil guy. I think somewhere, in fact, there's a Philip Rivers uh, plush toy. There. You got to get the new one. You got to get the I know, new I know. one. I know. I get cool. My wife got me that for uh, for uh, Christmas one year, my birthday one year. But – like I think when you, and the other thing too about this Colts team that I think people are sort of forgetting is that with their offensive line with Quentin Nelson, Anthony Casano, mm. you know, uh, Braden Smith, Philip Rivers comes in, they're not going to try and run this high octane offense, in my opinion. There's I think no need to. Be, I think it will be a run heavy team. They drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round, Marlon Mack in the final year's deal, Naeem Hines going to catch a bunch of short passes, I think. And if you do that. You can put your defense in an advantageous position. Uh, the Matt Eberfluss, by the way. Came over from Dallas when Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels was hired by the Colts. He was going to be, he's Josh McDaniels DC. McDaniels loved him. And when McDaniels bailed, Eberfuss could have left and he decided to stick it out and he stayed in, he stayed in Indy and he's been the coordinator now, I think three years, because that's how long Frank Reich's been. Yeah, three years. And this defense has just gotten, like he's made a lot with, with kind of a little, like, you know, some, some younger pieces and some, he's gotten the most out of Leonard, obviously. But I think that addition of DeForest Buckner, like now you could just see this defense just take off. And Justin Houston maybe has a, a rejuvenated season. You'd like to see a, a little bit more off the edge, I think, in terms of pass rushers to, to, to consider this like a, like an elite defense. But I think you're right. It has a sleeper chance of making a leap because there's, Elite talent at, at every level. Um, and, 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 and a year ago, yeah, yeah it, it didn't play bad football. I think they finished what number sixteenth in total yards allowed, which yeah. is not bad. Bad average, average defense. I would say they have a better roster coming into this season than what they did last year with that unit that finished sixteenth. Yep. So for me, it's not when I say my expectation for the Colts. I'm not expecting them to be a top three, a top five unit, but I think they can get in that top ten. You know what I mean? They could yeah. potentially be right outside the top 10, 11, I mean, 12. I think, I think, no, I think they have a chance to be top five. I think it would be unlikely. That, I mean, if they're top five, this is a Super Bowl contender. I'll tell you that much. And, but, you know, to your point, so you have guys like Bobby Okariki, who's, you know, now in his second year. Rocky Asin, now in his second year. Um, Malik, they also added Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, and Rhodes wasn't good last year. I don't, we don't need to sugarcoat it, but he is a, he is a Pro Bowl like caliber player. And if he can get back to playing the way he played early on in Minnesota, um, you know, the Kari, Kari Willis at, is a second year player. There's a lot of young talent on this roster, mm-hmm. which I, I think agree. leads you to believe that maybe a breakout could, could come. Um, I was trying to look at the, the teams and see who else would really qualify. I didn't, I didn't honestly see a, like a ton of other, I love the three picks we've got here. 
Would the Buccaneers count as a sleeper who could take a leap forward? I mean, I think with Tampa, what they did well last year was stop they the run. Stop the run. They, they were great against stopping stop the run. run. So it's yeah. like, they, but they were like elite I, at stopping the run, like top, like number but, one against the run, but terrible the against cons- the pass. The concern I have with Tampa, yes, they were terrible against the pass last year. They could be a bit better, but playing against Drew Brees and Matt Ryan twice a year and you struggle against the pass last year might not give you an opportunity <laughs> to jump in that top 12, top 10, uh, top five range when you talk about some of the other defenses that we mentioned. That's a, that's a great point. All right. I got a, I got a sleeper for a top 10 defense or top five, oh, yeah. top five or top 10 defense that I, I think is, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They add Darius Slay in the offseason. Uh, nice yeah. Nickel Roby Coleman. Um, so now like your, your secondary is automatically be better. Sure, has to be better. It was awesome. Be and then I think if you get a full breakout season from Derek Barnett, which is sort of like, well, he and Malik Hooker, I think, God, where they drafted maybe even back to back. It was, it was those so. two. So it was, it was those two and Marshawn Lattimore. Whenever everybody took all the wide receivers and the running backs in that 2017 draft and Lattimore, Barnett and Malik Hooker all fell down to these teams uh, mm-hmm. as good value. Barnett is due for a big breakout season. They have Malik Jackson. Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox on the interior. Uh, and, and then you have Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. Sweat's a, a fourth round pick. Florida State guy. Yeah, Florida State guy. Like, I think there's a lot there that could kind of create a defensive line that pops the way it did when they won that Super Bowl in, in 2017. And if they are that good up front on defense, then that secondary, in my opinion, will be automatically better. So I think sort of a sleeper, they've been there before, but the formula is there for them to replicate the success that we saw previously. And I, another one within that division, I just thought about, what about Washington? Oh, right? that's a good choice. With, 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 that's a real with good an, choice. With, with, with just the pass rushes alone, right? Yeah. The array of pass rushes, I mean, they, they have the depth, I mean, clearly is going to be a big plus for that defense. And, um, you know, they, they, they added Fuller, you know, got Kendall, you got Fuller back. So I think that's a defense that could be one to be reckoned with as well. No, that's a good point. And Ron Rivera's defense actually, surprisingly, was not, it was like 27th, uh, mm-hmm. when he got to Carolina. The, the defense just wasn't that good out of the gate, but they didn't exactly have a ton of players that they were dealing, you know, Charles Johnson was there. They had Greg Hardy. So I mean, they, they had, they had some pressure up front, but not, not in the way that like Washington does. Washington has a stacked, uh, front with, you start with Chase San Young. Fr- San Francisco East. That's exactly. That's a good point. San Francisco Matt. East. Like you could see, you could see them kind of break out. So Montez Sweat, last year's 2000, uh, two, excuse me, last year's first round pick. Um, Deron Payne, 2018 first round pick. Jonathan Allen, 2017 first round pick. Chase Young. So on your defensive line, you have mm-hmm. four consecutive years of sweat. Wait, wait, first rounders for a, for a first round picks. Highly and, invested players and similar to San Francisco. I don't even count Ryan Kerrigan, who was a first round pick in 2011, which is crazy. And then Matt Ionitis, Matt Ionitis, who's been great for them, a fifth round pick in 2016. So if that group can get pressure, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, with Landon Collins and, you know, Kendall Fuller on the back end and, and you have Thomas Davis, who I know is older, but he knows the system and that'll be, that'll be easy to transition. Yeah. I think that's a great call for, uh, for a yeah. sleeper to be a top 10 defense. Um, one more, one more yeah. I want to throw right. out there. They just were so bad last year. I think they, they have no other choice but to improve, but I think they will be a pretty good defense, right? That's the Arizona Cardinals. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that call too. Um, Arizona, yeah. I mean, now they were just—they were bad last year, but I can tell you what: 
Chandler Jones has been doing. Wait, wait, this is a great. Is this a good time to promote any any future <laughs> endeavors, or is that or is that still under wraps? I don't know. I, I think it's still under wraps, but it's, okay. it's, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. But, uh, be on the but lookout. For, be on the lookout. No yeah. question. No question. Big time announcement. But we'll tell me another player who's been more productive than Chandler Jones in the last last two three years. And he doesn't get the love that he should for for the stats he puts up. So you look at the you look at the Cardinals. You have Chandler Jones, um, and they added. I think this is big for Chandler Jones too. You had Jordan Phillips and Corey Peters mm-hmm. as Corey Peters, yeah, in free agency. Now, not like huge signings, but this is mm-hmm. quite essential. Steve Kime to get sort of a veteran, and you get the most out of him on the defensive side of the ball. And you can, you know, again, you lock up some blockers. You're going to slow down the run. You're going to let Chandler Jones uh, cut loose off the edge. They get Isaiah Simmons with the first round pick. Yep. People are worried that he'll be Deion Buchanan 2.0 or something like that. I don't think so. I think he's so yeah. versatile he's going to move around. Uh, mm-hmm. Devontae Campbell, Jordan Hicks they added. I love Campbell, too. Jo- yeah. Jordan Hicks balled. Yeah. He played some real he good football he last year. Balls out, yeah. yeah. Pat P, Buda Baker, and Byron Murphy. Ball, they could think could take yes. a step forward in his second year. Buda Baker? Buda, Baker's Buda, Buda Baker reminds me of Bob Sanders. He might not be as explosive, explosive as Bob Sanders, but, but the way versatile. he tackles, yeah. the, the the physical nature he plays with reminds me a lot of Bob Sanders. That's a, I like that. I mean, they, I, that's a all right, you got two great. These are four total. I got I brought like one to the table, and then the Eagles. But you, I like these Washington and Arizona deep sleepers because deep sleepers. And the thing is, like, if either one of these in this weird season with. You know, now we add an extra playoff spot. I mean, if either one of these and both guys, we have, we have a uh, second year quarterbacks. Like if either of these defenses take a leap forward and the quarterback takes a small step forward, I mean, Washington could make a play. I know nobody thinks Washington can be a playoff team, but it, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's unlikely in that division. But it could. In that division, that's the thing. That division yeah. could potentially be wide open outside of. You know, who knows what, I mean, what happened with Dallas. To, maybe Philly. Dallas struggles to adapt and Philadelphia yeah. didn't solve the wide out of the cornerback problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe. Uh, Washington would have an easier task in the division than Arizona. Arizona, Arizona has a better makeup on the offense right now. Agreed. You know completely. what I mean? Yeah. They have a better, they have a better offense on paper, but it's going to be a, a fight weekend and we got in the NFC West and I can't wait to see. It. But Kyler Murray, man, Kyler Murray, man, I, I really, I was hyped about how he played last year. Um, I think this year adding DeAndre Hopkins and some of the other pieces they added, man, if the offensive line can just get a tad bit better, that offense is going to be high powered as well. So, but yeah, I, th- I think, I think Washington's defense and Arizona defense could, could, could be en route to do some real good things. All right. So sleepers to be top half of the league, maybe top 10 and then Denver and Indianapolis, we think could take yes, sir. or, uh, Bryant McFadden at uh, BMAC underscore Sports Talk on Twitter. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ. And, and again, as we tease, be on the lookout for future endeavors. BMAC, it's always fun to chat with you, buddy. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Be safe. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.